This is On The Radar with me, your host, Radar, and as always, we'll talk about local and national sports and pop culture. Welcome to episode 120. Wow, let's just get straight into the news. In the world of entertainment, we've lost Panamanian and American mass media visual artist and producer who was one of the founders of Industrial Light and Music, and he worked on Star Wars and The Day After, and he passed away, Robert Black, at the... Black at the age of 73, rest in peace to him. Then we lost Bamber Gassione, an English television producer and presenter and writer. He was the original quiz master on University Challenge, which was on in the 60s through the 80s. He passed away at the age of 87, rest in peace to him. Then we lost longtime film and television producer for broadcasting station KCET and Esperanza Cast Productions. He was 76 years old, Julian Fowles, rest in peace to him. Then we lost singer Sile Johnson, who's a blues and soul singer. Most known for his hits include Different Strokes. It is Because I'm Black and Take Me to the River. He passed away at age 85. Rest in peace to him. Then we lost Donnie Gerard, the Canadian singer. He was a member of the band Skylark in the early 70s and later performed recorded as a baritone backup singer for such artists as, Mar- as Mar- Mar- Mavis Staple. He passed away at the age of 75. Rest in peace to him. Then we lost Robin Herman, the American journalist and writer known as the first female journalist for the New York Times. She's famous for being the first woman allowed in the locker room to cover hockey. She passed away at age, age 70. Rest in peace to her. Then we lost Willie Lecaque. The American, the drummer for the band America, he passed away at 74. He was in the band for 41 years. Rest in peace to him. And in the world of sports, we lost baseball outfielder Gerald Williams. I know this man as an outfielder who never really loved his potential, confusing him with the other Williams on the Yankees for those championship years in the 90s, being Bernie Williams, and the fact that I do have a baseball card that is half Bernie Williams, half Gerald Williams, because there was an error on there. And yeah, he never got to win a championship with the Yankees. He left before they won those championships and bounced around between the Brewers, the Braves, the Devil Rays, came back to the Yankees. After, of course, they won all their World Series. Then finished up his career with the Mets. So he, full circle, starting with the Yankees coming back and then playing for the Mets. He passed away at age of 55 due to cancer. Rest in peace to him. I remember him playing baseball games, especially him playing for the Braves when they were playoff teams and the Marlins in 2003 for a bit. So, like, I, you know, I remember that. Those things I vividly remember. But obviously, at the end of the day, he could say to himself, you know what? I was on the, when it's all said and done, you could say he was on the Marlins team that won the World Series. And he got to win a World Series one time and been in another World Series. So that's pretty good for a guy like that to be in the World Series, you know. Because he won his first World Series when the Yankees won that year because they, even though he wasn't on the team for the full season, you still get a ring in baseball when you play a game. So he got a ring for being on the Yankees and the Marlins for part of the season. So that's the great, that's a legend, that's at least a good way to end it. If you're not on a Hall of Famer, you will at least get to win two World Series rings. Then, in the world of basketball, we lost Bill Fitch, 
the Hall of Fame coach who won a championship with the Celtics in 1981 and coached at University of Michigan, Bowling Green State, and the University of North Dakota and Coe College. He twice qualified for NCAA tournament. He won the Chuck Daly Lifetime Achievement Award and was elected to Hall of Fame in 2019. He passed away at age 89. He was a two-time coach of the year. He coached an all-star game. They consider him one of the 10 greatest coaches in history. He, After coaching the Celtics, he coached the Rockets, the Nets, and Clippers, and he also coached the Cavaliers. He passed away at the age of 89. Rest in peace to him. And let's get to some news in football. As most of the news in football right now is teams filling out their coaching staffs and signing players to future rosters. Quarterbacks have hired the quarterback coach, Clint Kubiak, to work for them. Clint Kubiak has ties to the Broncos because of his father, Gary Kubiak, so that's interesting. The Bears hired Chris Morgan and Luke Gesty to be the offensive coach and the offensive line coach. So the Bears are finishing that sort of thing there. And the, the Champ Kelly is going to be the assistant GM of the Raiders. Chris Cooper has signed a features contract with the Bucks. Tyree Tolbert is now the wide receiver coach for the Bear. And Bo Hargrave is the quarterback coach for the Raiders. Ryan Feeling is a special team coach for the Chargers. The Giants hired Laura Young to be director of ops. It's the first time a woman in that high position in the NFL. So that's a good day no matter what for the Giants there. And David Overs is going to be the defensive coach for the Bears. And Andrew X is going to be the quarterback coach. So the Bears are really filling out their their offensive line, their quarterback's coach, their defensive back coach, and all these other things. So they're trying to do that. And um, it is a sad day when uh, we also lose a, a football player's brother. Junior Seau, we all know he committed suicide, passed away. Well, we lost... His brother. His brother died in a car accident. His brother was 56 years old. His car crashed and he passed away a short time later because he had all these serious injuries as he was taken to the hospital. Rest in peace to Junior Seau's brother, Savai Seau. It's just sad. And, um, yeah, just not a great thing there. Wide receiver John Hightower is going to the Eagles. Speaking of the Eagles, they hired Doug Peterson to be their head coach. I was hoping that Bears would hire him. I was hoping like Miami Dolphins, maybe somebody would hire him. But Jacksonville's getting an offensive-minded coach who used to play in this league as a quarterback and been a coordinator for a while. So he is definitely going to help out Trevor Lawrence. Joel Colon is now a defensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. And Blaine Delaney is now a defensive line, you know, the, the coach as well. And Clint Hurt is now the Seattle defensive coordinator. They promoted from within. Kicker Chris Nagger signed with Dallas to feature contract. And uh, Rob Ryan got fired. So the, the Ravens are clearing out there. And Joe Brady is now the quarterback coach for the Bills after being the offensive coordinator in Carolina. Mike Kafka is now the Giants offensive coordinator. Brian Dable is filling out his staff. Sashi Brown left working for the Washington Wizards to now become an executive with the Ravens, so that's interesting because we all remember him as an executive with the Browns and doing those analytics stuff there. Justin Watson's going to Kansas City. Gus Bradley is now the defensive coordinator for the Colts. That guy's been around the block. He knows what he's doing, so that will definitely help out the Colts there. Anthony Lynn has joined the San Francisco staff as assistant head coach. He's been a head coach. He's been a coordinator. He played in this league, so that's a good move by San Francisco. Patrick Graham is now the defensive coordinator of Vegas. 
Richard Hightower is now the Bears special team coach because the Bears lost their special team coach. Terry Austin, defensive coordinator, Pittsburgh. Mike McDaniel is now the the uh, the head coach now in San Francisco. And because he's a minority in this whole Rooney Rule thingy, the 49ers get draft pick compensation for him. I know this guy has been a coordinator for a while, and people like know him, you know, from the Shanahan tree and whatnot, but. I still don't get how Brian Flores was not a good enough coach to hold on to, and you hired this dude who looks like he's an accountant. Maybe he's a good coach, maybe he's not coach, but he kind of looks like me, a short, nerdy-looking dude with glasses and, and scruffy facial hair, but the Dolphins have themselves their new coach. And in bad news, Alvin Kamara was arrested and other beat men unconscious, and they broke the eye socket. So Kamara... Has been has been arrested on a battery that landed him in Vegas jail on Saturday. So he and others beat up a, a man who's unconscious with multiple injuries, including a fractured orbital bone. And they said this happened Saturday morning. But then he went out and played in the Pro Bowl on Sunday like nothing even happened. So I don't know what's going on with him. The Saints are a mess because if he's going to have to get suspended or miss games for what he just did, and Michael Thomas doesn't know, the Saints don't really know. What they're going to do. But now, if he gets charged and convicted, he can face five years in prison and a $10,000 fine. So, that's not good. And then, another bad news in football. Washington safety DeShore Everett was charged with manslaughter in a fatal car crash. It says, the woman, the person he killed was his girlfriend because they crashed the car. The injuries to the, that she sustained in the car crash killed her. And... I know it wasn't his fault, but a man drinking and irresponsibly, so that's not good with those two guys both doing what they're doing there. Brandon Brown's been as hired as he's in GM of the Giants, and Elijah Sullivan's gone to the Jaguars. The Falcons have mutually parted ways with Steve Favre, who's in charge of player development. So they're really starting from scratch because they had a new coach last year, so they're just trying to start things over. And in Houston, they hired Lovey Smith to be the head coach. He was the defensive coordinator the past couple of years. They're keeping Pep Hamilton there. He's going to be the offensive coordinator. But here's the thing. David Coley guy, he coached for years and years and years. And they finally go, do you know what? We'll hire you to a two-year two deal. He's a stopgap measure. He's not be a long-term coach. So they decide, you know what? After one year, eh, you're, you, uh, we'll say goodbye to you. He won more games than he was supposed to. Nobody wanted to take that Texans job because they're no Deshaun Watson. And most of the team was a mess after the previous head coach slash GM Bill just just you know, Bill O'Brien or whatever, just ruined the whole Bill O'Brien. He screwed the whole entire team up going wide, trading all these draft picks that nobody wanted the job. But so I'm just like, why don't you just keep him for another year and see what happens? Nope, they let him go. And because of the loss of the Brian Flores placed against the NFL, that basically took him out of the running for that job. So he's thinking, if you're not going anywhere, and Lovey Smith is a likable guy in the room, they play hard for him, they really like him. One thing I know about Lovey Smith is the Bears, the Buccaneers, and Illini team, they played hard. He got screwed in Buccaneers town because they wanted to keep Dirk Cutter because he was this up-and-coming offensive coordinator. So in order not to lose him, they just fired Lovey and kept him, and it didn't work out. And then, obviously, Bruce Arians took over. So I'm just like, well, if, if Lovey Smith is always known for the players playing hard, defense, special team, so the Texans are going to have solid defensive foundation. may not be the most talented. They're going to try hard. They're going to actually have a good special team, and he's going to have some structure here, and hopefully him and Pep Hamilton can work with David Mills, and they can have somewhat of a okay offense because we all know Brandon Cooks is a really talented wide receiver. They had a stable of veteran running backs that they could do again. It's really 
This is a good move for the Texans because Lovey Smith will stabilize the franchise even if they don't go anywhere. Robert Prince is now the wide receiver coach for Dallas. And Dennis Allen, who was the interim head coach when when uh, Sean Payton was suspended for the year with the whole bounty gate, he is now officially head coach of Saints. I don't know why Eric Bieniemy or Byron Leftwich or even Brian Flores. There was a plenty of guys. I'm like, why didn't they hire them? I guess because they said the Saints are not a good team. They're not really going anywhere. You might as well just say, you know what? Let's just uh, let's just go with what we know. The players like him. He's well respected. He's been working for this team for a while. He's done. He's interim coach before. Let's make him the actual coach. So Dennis Allen is now the head coach of the Saints. For those who are curious. And Aaron Cromer is now offensive line coach for the Bills. Tom McMahon is is uh is Vegas passing coach coordinator. Defensive Bill Murray, uh, uh, Bill Murray is now going to the Patriots. Defensive line coach is Bill Murray. Brandon Donrich and Jonathan Woolward and Akin Griffin have signed future contracts with Kansas City. Wink Martingale has been hired as defensive coordinator of the Giants after being the previous defensive coordinator with the Ravens, so the Giants again are filling out their staff. Defensive tackle. R.J. McIntosh gone to the Colts. Aldrick Rolls going to the Lions. And Joe Judge, who rumored he was going to go to the the Raiders and join Josh McDaniel, he's actually going to go and work back with the Patriots as a, as a passing game offensive court coach. So that is good for him because the uh, he needs to rehabilitate his thing here. So that's where I'm just like, okay, cool. It didn't work out with the Giants, and it's and you know it's not really working out with anybody else. But that's where that's where you're like, okay, cool. Let's see what happens there. And um, Mike Mike Carp is going to the Jag. Uh, Mike Campbell, excuse me, is the Jaguars' defensive coordinator. So Doug Peterson's got that under control. Ben Johnson is is he's been promoted to offensive coordinator of the Lions after being the tight end coach. Mike McCoy is back coaching football as he's joined Doug Peterson's staff as a quarterback's coach, and he's been a head coach, and he's been an offensive coordinator. So that's where you're like, okay, cool. He knows what he's doing, so that's a good move there. And this Frank Ross dude is now the tight end coach for the Texans. We mentioned Pep Hamilton staying in Texan, for the Texans and being the offensive coordinator. Davis Webb is going to the Giants in a future contract. And Rich Basaria, who, like, the Bears were rumored to hire and other teams rumored to interview, and the Raiders may have kept him. Well, he's going to join the Packers as a special team coordinator. So even though the Packers lost all these guys on their team as the, you know, as the, uh, So, as even though they lost all these offensive guys, at least right now you can say, you know what? They got the ability to. I, excuse me, I made I made a correction. Bill Murray, the football player, signed a deal with the Patriots. He's not he's a defensive lineman, he's not a coach. But yeah, so with the the Packers, they lose all these coaches to the Bears staff and to the Broncos staff. So at least they can solidify the special teams coaching right there with this guy. And um. There's Jason, there's Jason Simmons and now defensive like pass coordinator with the Raiders. So Josh McDaniels filling out his roster. This Frischman Jackson is going to be the wide receiver coach in Pittsburgh, and the Bears hired this Travis Smith guy to work for them as well. So all the news of football is right now before the Super Bowl. Guys who are going to be high like the Bears hiring Travis, the defensive line coach. It's 
guys signing to feature contracts. And Tim Kelly is working for the Titans as a passing coach. And Vrebray Johnson has been extended. And uh, Mike Vabril, the head coach of the Titans, after being the number one seed and being consistent, who a lot of teams wish he was their head coach, has been extended. And so is the GM, John Robinson, who put the players together. Paul Pasquiali is now a defensive line coach for the Panthers. So there's all these moves going on in football. And that's where you're like, cool, cool. Now in basketball, there's a lot to get to. Charles Barkley announced he's going to call the All-Star game with Reggie Miller and Kevin Harlan. Joel Embiid and Jokic won Players of the Month. And Gideon and Cunningham won players, uh, Rookies of the Month. Angel McCautry is going to the Lynx. That helps them out there. Brandon January is going to help out Seattle, who's lost some players since they won a championship. Courtney Williams is going to the Sun, so that's good for them. And A.J. Wilson's resigned with Vegas, so they're still good. Dave Yeager, great news. He's back from all the cancer treatments, and he's back to coaching. This dude has been a head coach before, and he's been an assistant, so it's really good news that David Yeager is back because he's one of the guys in the league that everybody likes. He's gotten chances to be a coach and got wrongfully fired, so the Sixers are gladly, Doc Rivers is glad to welcome this guy back. Lance Stevenson has signed a full-season contract with the Pacers, so that's good. And in honor of the Kobe Bryant's death and his daughter and all the other people who passed away, at the site of the crash, they have a Kobe Bryant and, and his daughter statue and then a plaque for everybody who passed away. It's really cool to check it out. Seattle is traded for Gabby Williams, so between Brianna Jan- and, and Gabby Williams, they're reinforcing this bench, but you lose Katie Lou Samuelson, who was starting a small forward and shooting three, who's one of my favorite players, so it's see to sad to see her go. ESP announced all women like crew with like cameramen and production women as well, but Beth Mowens and Doris Burke are going to call the game together, and Lisa Salter is going to work the sideline. Because with the football season over, what else are you going to do? And in the WNBA, we had a few of these uh, these major trades happen. Like Erica Wheeler, who's one of the better players in the WNBA, she got traded to the Dream, uh, got traded to the Sparks in a trade with Kennedy Carter. So it's going to be an interesting, um, as all these... Uh, Trades go down here. And um, the, so the thing is, Erica Wheeler is one of the better players, so her going to the Dream is interesting. And in the and another trade is Chicago traded Diamond to Shields, who I think is one of the best hustle players, better defender. She gets in your face. She's a, like... She's the type of player you want on your team. Well, they just traded her in a three in a three team trade with the Mercury, where they get her. Now the Mercury, who are really good already and just lost the WNBA final, now get her. And they send Bria Hartley to the Indiana Fever. And you're like, what does Chicago get? Well, Indiana received the seventh pick from Chicago this year and the sky's first round choice next year. Chicago gets Julia Mar from Indiana as well as the first pick. So I don't get this. Indiana. Gets themselves Bria Hartley, who's a good role player, and the seventh pick in the draft, and this guy's first-round choice next year. While all Chicago gets is Julie Alamend and a first-round pick from Phoenix. Phoenix is a good team, so their first-round pick is going to suck. Chicago giving up their first-round pick next year and the seventh pick. So basically, you're like, okay... You get Phoenix's pick, and you give yours away, so they cancel each other out. But you give up a good player in Diamond to Shield, and you don't even get the best player back in the trade. You don't get Bria Hartley, and you don't get Diamond to Shield, but you give up your the seventh pick in the draft this year. It's apparently, Indiana really want the seventh pick, but I don't think Bria Hartley is worth the seventh pick. I don't get what the Sky are doing there. That makes absolutely no sense because 
Diamond the Shield is the best player in the trade, and then you're giving up all of these things. So that's why I'm just like, yeah. So the Shenity Carter is going to help out the other team, and Erica Wheeler will definitely help out the Atlanta Dream. So that's like a good trade for both sides in that in that world. And then the the NBA announced their reserves as as Zach Levine is one of the guys who made the All-Star team, so that's going to be good. And um, he deserved to be there. But Zach Levine's James Harden, Jimmy Butler, Chris Middleton, Tatum, Darius Garland, Fred Van Fleet made the team. And due to Kevin Durant's injury, LaMelo Ball's replacing him, which is fine by me. Charlotte's been a good story this year. In the West, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Rudy Gobert, Draymond, Carl Anthony Towns, I guess, so Luka Dante, Jonathan Mitchell, and Deontay Murray's having a great individual season. Has been announced as a replacement. I got no problems with that. Those are not bad. And the and the three-point shootout is going to have Zach Levine. It's going to have Trey Young. And no matter who wins, it'll be the first time anybody's won it. So it's going to be good because... Because it's got Zach Levine. It's got Trey Young. It's got Carl Anthony Towns, the only big man. It's got C.J. McCollum. It's got Luke Kennard. So that is where I'm just like, okay, cool. That's where you're like, that's great. Because I think that Zach Levine has a good chance to win it. But he's been nursing a lot of injuries. So I feel like it's going to be Trey Young's year to win the three-point shootout. And, yeah, that that's where you may maybe like a guy like Luke Kennett, well, Luke Kennard will make it because he is, you know, a role player. And uh, that's where I'm just like, cool. And um, I, the skills competition, they changed it up this year. They keep changing these up from how I've been watching for most of my life. They're doing three. They're doing teams of three. So we're going to have Giannis and his two brothers on a team. They're going to have Cleveland. We're just going to have the youngsters, Evan Mobley, and Darius Garland, who made the all-star team. Mobley, the rookies, the Rising Star game, and Jared Allen. They're going to be in there. And then the other team is going to be rookies. So you got... Giddy, and you got Cunningham, and you got Scotty Barnes. So that's where I'm like, cool. That's interesting. That's how the, that's how they're going to do it this year because that's interesting decision for them to do that. And um, and then the NBA made a bunch of trades this week that obviously I don't understand the whole entire point of some of these trades. And uh, First one is the Kings traded Tyrese Halbert and Buddy Heald in the same trade. I don't know why anybody would go like, you know what? That's a great decision. Let's trade Buddy Heald to a lot of teams like the Lakers and others want a young player. You've already lost Bogdan Bogdanovich, who was your shooter at the wing position that would be fighting minutes with him. And Tyrese Halliburton obviously was fighting minutes. But you trade both of those guys along with veteran Tristan Thompson. Do you know what you get back? You get role player Justin Holiday. You get draft bust Jeremy Lamb and a second round pick. Ooh, I get a second round pick and two role players. I know he gets a bonus, but this is already a team that Marvin Bagley doesn't play, and he's a talented big man, and you're playing a bunch of nobodies at the big man spot. So now you got some bonus and Marvin Bagley, who doesn't want to be there. And you already got rid of Tyrese Halliburton, and you got rid of Buddy Heald. Plenty of guys wanted Tyrese Halliburton. So basically, Indiana starts over. They just traded Karis LeVert. For, for no apparent reason. It made no sense. But now if Tyrese Halliburton, okay, 
So they basically swapped out one young scoring guard for another young scoring guard. And then they get Buddy Heald a small forward because right now they have all these injuries to the Pacers. And TJ Warren's not playing and Malcolm Brogdon's not playing. But still, that trade makes absolutely no sense. The Pacers won that trade. The Kings lost that. They gave it too much for Sabonis when they didn't actually really need him. And then the Blazers, who kept, where you kept going, you know what? At the end of the day, we are not going to, we are not going to trade Damian Lillard, and he's not going to go anywhere. They go and trade C.J. McCollum. Okay, so now that C.J. McCollum has been traded, and they traded already Norman Powell and Robert Covington, what are you going to do after that? Now, the WNBA, Keystone's going to Vegas. Stephanie Talbot re-signed with Seattle. Tia Charles going to Phoenix. That helps them out to get another score there. And the NBA announced they're raising the salary cap to $14.7 million, which is good. And the NBA and Nike are coming out with shoes to honor Lisa Leslie Dunking in a game. So that is really cool there. And DeMar Rosen has now gotten into the 19, 19K career points. Vukovic has now got 12K career points. And Iowa had the... The most assists in a game in Bulls history since Kirk Heinrich. That was really cool to see. And Luka Doncic now with the 10th most triple doubles because this dude is just insane right now playing basketball. Klay Thompson now with the 20th most threes. Congratulations to him. Greg Monroe is back on the Bucks on a 10-day contract. Kia Nurse is going to Phoenix. And Greg Popovich between the regular season and the postseason has 1,500 career wins. Congratulations to him. As I mentioned, Karis LeVert got traded for basically Ricky Rubio and some draft picks. I'm looking at this like... What? Karis LeVert just dropped like almost 40 on the Bulls, and he's been hard on the Bulls, and he just scores. And without Malcolm Brogdon, he's handling the ball more, so he's getting more scoring opportunities. And this dude is a young player. Yes, he battled this health scare before, and then we had COVID delaying it. But the Nets just gave up on this guy. The Nets now the Nets now don't have him, and they don't have Jared Allen, who's playing like an all-star this year. That's where I'm just like, what is some of these teams thinking? Like, they don't... Like they, I don't understand like what is going on with with the with some of these teams. The Cavaliers, I understand that they lost Colin Sexton for the year. They lost Ricky Rubio for the year. They need some more players in their front court. That's where I'm just like, I I don't get it. So that doesn't make sense. Cleveland Cavaliers are now being forced to reckon because they got Iso Coro, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, Kevin Love, and they already have Darius Garland as an All Star. Now you add Karis Levert. Like who's nobody's gonna be able to stop this team, and the and the Pacers just are giving up. Hey, let's give the Kings a bonus. Oh, let's give Karis LeVert. Like, do you know what? Knowing them, they'll tra- probably trade Malcolm Brockton to a team that'll help somebody out. Cause they're definitely not trading Miles Turner now. Now that you traded Sabonis, so yeah, with the the McCollum trade, he's going to the tra- he's going to New Orleans, and New Orleans is not really going anywhere. So I understand this trade. So you give up Josh Hart. Fine, he's a young backup. Not so much of a loss there. Tomas Anoreski, he's a point forward. He's a backup. Not a loss there. And then you're sending a first-round pick and, and two second-round picks. So Portland wants to restart. Cool. They get a first-round pick and two second-round picks. Okay? And if the, New Orleans doesn't make the playoffs, that first-round pick is pretty darn good. But the real thing is they get Nikhil Alexander-Walker. He's been a good young player who's building up in this league. And this guy named Gigi Luzara. So the two young players and the draft picks seem like a good thing for them. But Damian Lillard can't catch a break. You already trade Robert Covington and Norman Powell. And now you trade CJ McCollum and you're just getting back. Three young players, a career backup, and some draft picks. Okay? And then also, Damian Lillard can't catch a break. It's not that he loses Norman Powell, Robert Covington, and CJ McCollum. He's also losing 
Larry Nance Jr. is a big man who can help many teams in the playoffs who need some rebounding. And then Tony Snell will play his good defense on the wing. So he's losing all these veterans and getting a bunch of nobodies back. I, I feel bad for him because he is not going to be he's not going to be happy with all this stuff. And as I mentioned, Robert Covington and Norman Powell, they're going to the Clippers, and he's getting back Bledsoe. So basically, he gets himself a backup point guard, which Damian Lillard doesn't need, and Justice Winslow, who, in no offense, hasn't really been the player that he's supposed to be. So that's not really a win for Damian Lillard as well. Keon Johnson, I've never heard of this guy, and a second-round pick. Ooh, now they have three second-round picks and three young guys and a bunch of veterans. It does not really ha- and and only two veterans. This does not help out. This does not help out Damian Lillard. I feel bad for the guy. And the official Karis LeVert trade is that is basically Ricky Rubio and some draft picks. Okay, cool. Ricky Rubio is out for the year. I don't really understand why you're like, okay, cool. Bye-bye, Ricky Rubio. We don't really need you anymore. Let's just get rid of you. That's where I'm just like, I don't get it. Because it really doesn't help them out. So, yeah. So, Indiana getting themselves a lottery pick and and at two second-round picks, that really is going to help them out? No, it's really not. And in the skills competition, and in the NBA All-Star Weekend, we did the skills competition. They did a draft. For all the young players, because they can't just have rookie versus sophomores anymore. So Evan Mobley, Kay Cunningham, Franz Wagner, Deshaun Tate, Isaac Okoro, and Alfred Singon, and one G League player are going to be playing for Team Barry. Rick Barry's team. Gary Payton's team has Lamella Ball, Scotty Barnes, Io DeSumo, Krista Warter, Davion Mitchell, and Jaden McDaniels. I feel like that's the team you want to beat. And then Isaiah Thomas and Anthony Edwards, Sadiq Bay, Desmond Bain, Isaiah Stewart, Tyrese Halbert, and Precious Jacoa. That's also a pretty good team. For Isaiah Thomas and James Worthy is going to have Cole Anthony, Josh Giddy, Jalen Green, Herb Jones, Jalen Suggs, Tyrese Maxey. I feel like only one of these teams doesn't seem like it's the same as the other. And now they announced also the 15 graded coaches in honor of the NBA 75th season. I never really debated about the 75th season, the 75 top players, because again, I don't do past play, I don't do current players. So in this list, Red Auerbach. Yes, Larry Brown, yes, Chuck Daly, yes, Red Holtzman, yes, Phil Jackson, yes, Jack Ramsey, yes, Donnie Nelson, yes, Casey Jones, yes, Pat Riley, yes, Jerry Sloan, yes, Lenny Wilkins. What I have a problem with Steve Kerr, this is his first ever coaching gig. What if he what if he decides just to retire because of all the back issues and he only has three championships and all the and, and only this many wins? You never know. Greg Popovich on the back nine of his career, and we just mentioned all the wins he just got with his career milestone, that's okay with me. Doc Rivers, he won one championship with the Celtics. Wasn't that great in the previous stop. And in the Clippers, they're a bunch of failures in the playoffs. And again, the Sixers aren't going anywhere really in winning a championship. So how do you go, okay, this guy's already on this list? No, and Eric Spolstra inherited Pat Riley's team. And it was LeBron and Dwayne Wade. It's not really him. They had three Hall of Fame players play for him. And they won those championships. And yeah, they keep making the playoffs. They made the finals a couple years ago. But Eric Spolstra is still coaching. That's where I'm just like, I don't understand... Where you're like, okay, that's where I, I don't understand how you can automatically go to that list there. Uh, Brandon Ingram and Pascal Siakam just won Players of the Week. Congratulations to them. Jordan Cannon is going to the LA Sparks. So the Storm, was, if Sue Bird, who is playing in her final season, doesn't play that many games. They don't really have a backup point guard. And Bradley Beal has surgeries on his wrist, and he's going to be out for the rest of the year. 
that's not good for them because the Wizards actually were a surprise team this year, and the fact that they're not going to have him is, is pretty stupid. Three-point shootout, I'll say this. Desmond Bain, nobody's ever heard of this guy. He's in the Rising Stars game. He could win. Luke Kennard is a role player, could win it. But like, I feel like McCollum or Trey Young or Zach Levine. But Fred Van Fleet's been playing like an all-star. He's three pretty well. Patty Mills is having a great year as a role player. And Carl Towns, the big man, doesn't have to jump. So that's the interesting thing going on in that sport with the with the with this All-Star weekend being the best. That okay? SiriusXM Radio has fired PGA Golf analyst Mark Live for his comments about the WNBA. Mike Chirico is now going to cover the Olympics from the studio because I guess nobody's going over there because of COVID and all the restrictions in China. Sean White has announced his retirement from participating in all the sports he does in the Olympics and X Games. Blockhawks have fired the athletic trainer of the AHL affiliate for years because of a sexual harassment suit, so he's gone. Fenway is getting the Winter Classic next year. That's cool. And Jack Hughes of the Devils announced his place on the COVID list. And Katie Nolan is going to be doing a daily short content video for the Olympics. That's cool. And Mike Golick Jr. is leaving ESPN. I assume he's going to join the Metal Arc Media with Dan Levitard because he would been a contributor on that show for years. But at the same time, you're like, yeah, I think... I think it's more because of the uh, because of his father no longer working there, and it's just not his thing. But yeah, nepotism. His father and him both played professional football and collegiate football. Both of them did radio shows. That's just what it is. And Ryan Smith is now going to be the permanent Sports Center morning anchor after signing an extension. Congratulations to him. Due to time constraints, not going to be talking about the LNB Olympics broadcasters. I'll do that next time. Nikki Delamonico has officially been hired as a White Sox minor league hitting coach, so his career is a professional career is over. He's into the next stage of it. Triple A announced they're having 150 games. I'm guessing that's because they're not sure what's going on with the lockout to still let the minor league guys play. That means also the last few years with the four-man roster changes. We don't know when the Triple A players will be available in September. Jeff Francis has been elected into Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame because he is a Canadian-born pitcher, so congratulations to him. Omar Minaya is now working in the scouting initiative of Major League Baseball. As a Mets fan, I'm kind of a weary what what he's doing there. The Red Sox hire Anthony Akpo as a senior hitting coach. He just worked with the Cubs. Matt McGill is retired, the journeyman reliever with the Twins and a few other teams. He's announced his retirement as he's looking at it as, you know what? Due to lockout, I don't know if I can, am I going to get a major league deal or a minor league deal, and I don't even know when the season's going to start because he's pretty relatively young for a journeyman reliever at 32, being a former Dodger Red and Twin. I feel like he could probably still play major league baseball, but you never know. And Ricky Weeks, who's been out of baseball for a bit of time, is now joining the Brewers player development, and Pedro Alvarez, who hasn't played in a couple years but never officially retired, has joined the player development. Uh, John... John Leal is going to be working special assistant for the Nationals. And Joe West, longtime uh, umpire, who's got a country music career, he is announcing his retirement. So he'll definitely get into Hall of Fame the moment that he's eligible. And Nick Hundley has now been hired as a special assistant with the Rangers. And the interesting about that is how many former baseball players are now working under Chris Young, the pitcher, not the outfielder, for the the Rangers, you got Colby Lewis works for them, and Brandon McCarthy works for them. 
So they're just like hiring up all these former players because they're trying to redo the whole entire system. We already know Michael Young works for them as special assistant, but Darren Oliver works for them, and Pudge is also working for them, the second Pudge. So that's like a lot of former players working for them as well. Trevor Bauer is officially not going to be charged, but Major League Baseball can still do an investigation and suspend him so the Dodgers may get him back. Bud Black is signing an extension with the Rockies, which is good because the Rockies are bad, not because of him, but because of the front office. And there are no drug testing during this lockout. So I don't know if that's good or bad. Players are going to, I don't know, get take steroids or not. I don't really think so. And Adrian Gonzalez said his career is officially over. For more on Adrian Gonzalez's career, you can check out the weekly baseball video as well. P.K. Subban, just so everybody knows, he's going to be in the, he's in the new Jackass movie, for those who are interested. And Evan McPherson, I forgot to mention this in football, the kicker of the Bengals is trademarking the name Money Mac. I guess that's what he wants to do. That's where it's just like, okay, cool. And we also lost, and, uh, and I mentioned we all, and we lost Jer- Gerald Williams before. As I touched on at the top of the show, more about that on this week's baseball video. Let's just get to some entertainment news. Whoopi Goldberg is suspended over comments of the Holocaust. Makes sense. Billy Crystal is getting a lifetime achievement award from the Critics' Choice Awards. Congratulations to them. Starfleet Academy is going forward to Paramount. Hell's Kitchen got renewed for more seasons because Fox loves Gordon Ramsay and wants more shows. Rich Costner, who played Eddie Thawne in Flash, is coming back for season eight. All the Queens, like enemies, is... is uh, is going to come back for season two, is renewed for season two of BET, all the Queen's men, so that's good for them. We'll watch that. Connie Britton and Taylor Sherling are going to be in this dear world from Apple. Steve Winwood has dropped out of the Steely Dan tour. I don't know if I was interested in stealing Dan, but Steve Winwood was a selling point. Keith Sutherland is joining Rabbit Hole at Paramount. And Jeffrey Rush is going to play Groucho Marx. That's cool to see somebody do a movie about him. The game was renewed for season two of Paramount. Flashdance going to Paramount. Ariel Kevel. From many programs is joining 911. It's cool to see her in that. Tommy Flanagan is out of Mayans MC, MC for those who watch that show. Donald Fajan joining the Legends of Tomorrow, which is pretty cool because I like him and I like DC shows, but I'm not really sure how it's going to be because this season has been crap. And Ken Jong and Robin Thicke left the stage when they unmasked Giuliani on the show. The show is yet to debut, but apparently he's probably one of the first people eliminated because I don't know if he's any singing talent because that drew the line there. I'm not getting into politics, but I don't know why they had to go pick him. I know Sarah Palin did it, but she hasn't been in the news for years. And she just ran for vice president. Like, it's like whoop-de-doo. She hasn't done anything that major. Yellowstone Season 5 was renewed. And Jen Lannon, who is the love interest of just Jessler Corey on FBI Most Wanted, is most likely leaving that show because Julie McMahon is leaving the show. So might as well make sense for her to make her a regular there. Dakota Johnson is going to be playing Madam Web by Sony, the superhero female show that has to do movie like has to do with like Spider-Man and stuff. That's cool. The CW announced that Supernatural's prequel is going forward along with Walker. I said I never watched Supernatural, but it was on the air for so many years. It has to at some point during that long run be a quality show. May go back and watch it in the future. Prequel, fine. Go ahead, CW, make a prequel. But Walker, Texas Ranger remake is one of the most average shows I've ever watched. It's nothing like the original. It's more Jared Padalecki's passion product where he puts his money and, and fame around it. And he can make the show where he's the main guy. Cast his wife to play his dead wife. So there was no reason for a prequel. What are you going to do when he's a young kid? Like when he's in the military and like he's starting off as a ranger? Like I don't understand that. There's no thing. What I am interested in is Gotham Night Show. 
Again, doing a show that's not about Batman. You know, you've had Arrow, you've had Batwoman, okay? You had Gotham beforehand, like, you had Krypton and you had Supergirl because you couldn't do a show about Superman, but now you got Superman? I don't get it. So, I'm going to see where that goes. Scream sequel is going forward to Paramount. And Marge Hallenberger is trying to be on the CSI Vegas because she's a character in the CSI universe. But she's on all rise. So I don't really want her to leave that show. The uh, That 70s show spinoff is getting 10 episodes. And it looks like Topher Grace, Laura Pepin, and Mila Kunis are going to be in there. Topher Grace can't really have a full-time commitment because Home Economics is the only good sitcom on ABC. And Lauren Pepin, I don't know what she's doing. The last thing she did was Orange is New Black. And Mila Kunis, we all know, voices Meg. And she's been in movies. But that's not a lot... Of, like not a thing. This thing called intentional. This thing called national anthem, which has a bunch of actors I've never heard of. But like Paul Walker Hostler is going to be in there, and Halsey the singer is going to be in there. I don't know why they're casting a singer to be in there. I mean, in national anthem, whatever it's called, national anthem. Yes. The six of the cast members of Criminal Minds are officially coming back. For those who were worried, I mentioned the previous week that it's going forward. Uh, and Dennis Leary is joining the Law & Order spinoff Organized Crime that the Chris Maloney show. So that's good for him because the last thing I saw him in was the Moody, which was canceled, unfortunately. And Euphoria is renewed for season three at HBO for those who watch that. You know Dobrov and Aaron Eckhart are joining this thing called Black Layer. That's cool for them. Amy Acker is going to be a 911 Lone Star. We mentioned Ari Kebbell is going to be a 911, so they're getting some good, you know, guest star appearances. And the Anne Frank Protectors, Disney's making a thing called Small Light about the people who protected her. That's going to be cool to see. And this uh, Milo Mannheim and Elizabeth Elizabeth, they're joining this thing called Prom Pact. Milo Mannheim, the last thing he was on was American Housewives, and he does the zombies, teenage romance, musical drama. Catherine Zeta-Jones is joining National Treasure, which is okay. I don't that they're adding a lot of people to that show. And Sanjay Gupta is getting his own CNN Plus show for those who are interested in that. The show Reacher was renewed for season two at Amazon. And Dave Dahan is joining Oppenmeyer. Wendy Williams is now going to be, her show's because due to the medical issues. Sherry Shepard is now becoming the official full-time host. They're going to give her her own daytime talk show, Sherry Shepard, and they're probably going to rename it the Sherry Shepard Show. That's interesting. Love, Victor, for those who watched that show. That is ending after three seasons. Sorry to see it go for those who watched it. Fox has bought the rights to, like, Gumby... And they're going to move forward with the project, but Disney owns Fox. So technically, Disney owns Gumby. That's interesting. And letter beta news, Anissi Nash, who I think is a comedic actress, because obviously Rito 911 is a, is a comedy. It's not a, a thing, and she's in Claws and all these other shows. She is going to be included in a feature episode of ABC's, one of ABC's most popular shows, in my opinion, the best show, because Grey's Anatomy has been on the air for years. Station 19 just gets the clout of Grey's Anatomy. And then you got a million of things in The Good Doctor. But she's going to be in a show where she's going to be the oldest person ever joined the FBI. And they're going to introduce other characters in these two backdoor episodes. Two to four. They're going to have at least two to four episodes where they introduce her and other people. So that potentially if ABC wants to pick up this spinoff of this FBI show where she's the oldest person. And it's the same universe. So they can do crossovers like the Grey's Anatomy universe does. The FBI universe does. Law & Order Chicago they do all those spinoffs, the 911s do, you know, crossovers and stuff, that she's going to be in there. So I don't really feel about her taking her seriously because The Rookie is it's a very serious show. It takes a lot of serious issues and throws a little humor, there's little jokes in there and some funny things. But for the most part, it's a serious show 
with great acting and great writing. So I don't know if, if it's the same writers producer, if it's going to actually be the same exact type of show. But that's something I'm interested in looking forward to and talking about going forward because that's actually something interesting. The Dennis Leary during organized crime and seaside character Mark Hellenberg, like if they've done this thing before, then that's something they want to do, then go ahead and do that because, you know, it's whatever. I don't want to lose Topher Grace to the spinoff because I do like him on home economics. I'm excited about Gotham Knights. I don't get the whole Walker Texas Ranger prequel when it's not a great show and the whole need to have the Supernatural, you know, prequel. But hey, if it's a good show, that's something that actually fine needs to be on the air to get themselves a prequel. And Hell's Kitchen getting renewed. They're just a love affair with with Gordon Ramsay. Like he doesn't need to be on the air and have all these shows. But if it's what makes Fox's money, that's fine by me. Rest in peace to everybody who passed away. Happy trails to everybody who announced their retirement from professional sports. Congratulations to all the new coaches and assistant coaches and all the people that just got hired for all the positions in football. Can't wait for the Super Bowl. My predictions will come out. Can't wait for the NBA All-Star Weekend. I will talk to you guys also about the NHL All-Star Game, the NFL All-Star Game stuff when I talk about the NBA All-Star because I'm going to put them all together and compare them. I do have all my television reviews for the most part up. You can check out ontheradarmedia.com, Radar Forward away from my blogger or my Twitter account, On the Radar to check out YouTube for movie reviews and baseball observations, or the name of this podcast. We can get it at Apple, Google, Spotify, and On the Radar and Tay blog Facebook page where we get everything, celebrity birthdays, the links to everything. Thanks for listening to episode 120. As always, we talked about local and national sports and pop culture. Yeah, we ran over again. Just a lot going on. Thanks for listening to On the Radar episode 120. I'm Radar. See you guys next time.